What's up, Peacenicks? Thanks for listening to the Peace on Drugs podcast. This is another Sunday's Psychedelic Spirit special edition. I know it's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast, uh, Peace on Drugs podcast, or something about the war on drugs. I'm working on a few different specials. I have one about the opioid crisis, which when I, I was going to release last week, as I started doing my research and, and keep, it just kept on, more and more stuff started coming up and watching documentaries, and I just I wanted to get it right. So it's not quite finished. I also went to New Orleans with my good friend Brandon Rayburn. We went all around the city listening to music, and we, you know, hung out with some of the homeless people one night, and uh, just to see the different sides of New Orleans. We we got some good recordings around the town, but there's a lot to put together. So I'm going to be working on some podcasts coming up. Hope to have those released soon. But this is Sunday, the Sunday segment that I want to do every Sunday. Some, you know, even if I'm pretty busy with work and stuff, I can squeeze in one of these every Sunday. Like today is going to be short and sweet. It's just a little something to get people through the week, a little dose of some spirituality or some self-help, wherever you want to categorize this podcast. But I hope to have these interviews up in the next few weeks, probably have the next one up this week. Follow me on Twitter, at Aaron Akulis. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Peace on Drugs Podcast, and sign up to our email list at thepeaceondrugs.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday's Psychedelic Spirit with Aaron Akulis, brought to you by the Peace on Drugs podcast. Today I'll be reading lyrics from the song Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. Do you realize that everyone you know someday will die? Instead of saying all of your goodbyes, let them know you realize that life goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. You realize the sun doesn't go down. It's just an illusion caused by the world spinning round. All right. I use the Flame and Lips lyrics today because there's a sadness and a happiness in those lyrics. There's the literal image of the illusion of a setting sun because of a spinning earth, which is an awe-inspiring image. There's the metaphorical idea of a sun that will never set which could be taken in the context of this song to mean that death is an illusion. Then there's the literal statement that everyone you know someday will die, which creates an underlying, almost inescapable sadness, which is presented in a way that makes the statement almost magical. Listen to the song and you'll hear what I mean. It's Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. Listen to it. That line is sung during a magical moment in the song, reminiscent of a Disney soundtrack. And his melody, his melody disguises the sadness with the uplifting phrasing, which is reinforced by the, uh, by the powerful last line that the sun doesn't go down, and that it's just an illusion caused by the world spinning round. And this is one of those things that make the Flaming Lips my favorite band. The contrast and the exposure of philosophical truths and literal truths, and I love their live show, and their live show does the same thing. Duncan Trussell pointed this out to me on his podcast, uh, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, that like while their concert is like a like a psychedelic carnival where the singer might be riding a unicorn, rolling around on a gerbil ball on top of the crowd, like think stage diver but in a ball. Uh, like my friends Ian and Nick and I were there in St. Petersburg, and we were on mushrooms at one of the shows. And he he they he, they put the ball around him on the stage, and they inflate it, and then he's in this bubble. 
and he starts rolling across the fingertips of the whole crowd. And he got all the way up to, we were standing right beside this wooden platform and we realized this is where he's coming for the show. And he came and he stopped right where we were and we got to hold him while he finished like singing the, the climax of the song. They were doing a David Bowie cover of Space Oddity. So he's sitting in a ball, I'm on mushrooms, holding him, looking up while he's in a microphone singing, here am I sitting in a tin can. And it was one of the most magical moments and, uh, and while all this magic is going on, this is what Dr- Duncan Trussell pointed out, there's this underlying sadness or darkness. And, and I can give you an example of that. It's like he'll be, he'll be on the stage and every, everything has this illusion like it might be melting. So while it's this beautiful thing, it also, it's fleeting. And he'll shake his hand like in triumph, like we made it. And you have this feeling of we made it. But then you have this underlying feeling of like, but where did we make it? and it leaves you almost empty. But the whole experience is very positive, but you have to have the negative and the positive. And that's what the Flaming Lips concert is. And that's, that's the whole. Like without the negative, there could be no positive. Without heaven, there could be no hell. It's Dante's Inferno. And that's the dichotomy. That's the dichotomy of the Flaming Lips. Like there, there is some happiness and sadness. And in those lyrics that, you know, do you realize everyone you know someday will die? That's something I've been struggling with this week since I did this last podcast because I went to New Orleans with, to visit one of my best friends in the world, and we went around the city and had a great time. Um, we also, he has this thing he likes to do in different cities, go sit and hang out with the homeless, talk with them. He'll you know take them into the store, and, like pick out what you want, get some food, get, have a drink, have a beer whatever you want, then we're going to sit out and we're just going to talk and chat. And we ended up having a few other homeless come up and or maybe they weren't even homeless. They were just people that hung out on the streets. You know, they might, they probably had a place that they laid their head, but they didn't have a lot of money. A lot of them were, you know, addicted to drugs. I talked to a girl that was addicted to heroin. I talked to her about heroin addiction, told her, you know, I gave her my podcast button. I was like, if you want to listen to this, it's like, I'm going to do a special about opiate addiction and about the opioid crisis. And that, that but I'm not sitting here saying, like you're a bad person or that the easiest answer is just to quit using. It's not that easy. And I understand that for addicts. It'd be easy if they had a place they could get a safe source of drugs and we could actually help people. But anyway, that's not for this special. But I basically did last week's um, psychedelic um, spirit and it got really deep about, I got back into the physics, um, you know, the, the, the book Until the End of Time by Brian Greene. I got back into thinking in that mode of, this is all just, we're all just particles, and what is this conscious experience? And it started getting heavy. It started getting real heavy, and I started thinking about my own mortality. You know, um, it's like man's search for meaning in the face of his own mortality. That's what it was. Like, what, what is going to be the purpose in the end of this? And that's why people turn towards religions, because if you, if I could just accept the you know Jesus, if I could accept the that religion or accept Muhammad or whatever it was I accepted, and I could just put all my faith in that, and that there is a kingdom of heaven waiting for me, then I think it would be easier to navigate the waters of this world. But the problem is, I've I can't just believe something blindly because it would make me feel better. So I'm stuck questioning everything. And here I, I drop that first podcast with the last words. I say something. Um, like vaguely messianic, like 
I'm, you know, we're all of the same star. And then I hopped on an airplane and I started thinking, what if that was my destiny and this plane's going to go down? Because I'm one of those, one of those weirdos. I shouldn't say weirdo because there's so many people afraid of flying. But there's really no reason to be afraid of flying. I'm much more likely to get hit by a car when I'm walking my dog on this busy road or riding my bike down this road. But getting on a plane, something about it just seems so unnatural. And you also are not in control, which is actually the reality of our every life and our everyday life. So I started thinking all these things on the plane, and I just got sad. I got sad. I started thinking about, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna eventually be gone from this world and leave behind my loved ones to mourn me, and my love or my, some of my loved ones will leave before me, and I will be on this earth to mourn them. And it's, life can be just such a heavy thing sometimes, and so I got into a little bit of depression. However, when I got to New Orleans with my like I say, one of my best friends in the world, he's joining the Border Patrol or working on a podcast or we did, we recorded a bunch of our conversations around the city. So I'm trying to put that together into a cohesive um, podcast the best I can. It's pretty scattered and we did, did some drinking, but I definitely lost myself in that city. I love that city, the music, the food. I had a great time while I was there, but then the hangover, getting back on a plane and jumping right back into where I was thinking, I came back and I, I slept all day the first day until my until I had to go to work and I just haven't you know gotten back into things and I've been getting feeling depressed just you know really thinking about death a lot and I just the whole idea of the um, Sunday psychedelic spirit was to promote positivity and I think overall I, I had a positive podcast an interesting podcast a psychedelic podcast but there was something in there that underlying darkness was in there that's in the flaming lips music that little sadness which i think you have to have in a, in life because there it's going to be there you know if even if you're into christianity it's not just heaven they they talk about hell you have the underlying darkness so how do we escape that how do we get rid of that and and one thing so dealing with depression, which is something I deal with, that's the focal point of this podcast. If you're depressed or if you've dealt with depression, and I think everybody, even the, happy, the people that you think are the happiest, they deal, they have to deal with the fact that they're going to lose the people in their lives that they love or that they're going to face their own, you know, their own mortality. So there's nobody with a perfect life. I don't care how happy they look. People are going to face depression. And if, you know, if you deal with depression. I just wanted to share some of the ways that I get out of it because I'm I'm climbing out of this funk. I'm feeling better already. And it started with finding my center. And I tend to towards, turn, uh, turn towards a Zen Buddhist approach to things of, well, let's start with what I know. One, I'm alive right now. I'm experiencing life right now. And, I'm, and I have a great life. I love the people in my life. And I have to focus on the present moment state. This is what I know. And this is, and there's so many other questions about the purpose of life that, that for whatever reason, whatever energy created whatever we are, we weren't supposed to know. If we were supposed to know what this is, matter of factly, we would know. But the truth is, that's why religions base, are based on things called faith. You have to have faith. It's all a test. And this, that's a tool lyric that I love. It's a very simple lyric. It's a very short one. But is this a test? It has to be. Because, I mean, also uh, Terrence McKenna thought of life as a transition from one world into another. It could be that. It could be a, 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 a cycle of us reliving the same lives and, and fixing, making everything slightly better. We don't know what this is. But what we do know is that we are in this moment right now. And that itself, what is that? It's, I was going to say it's a gift. But there's that, um, I 
think it's a Buddhist saying, but I remember seeing it in Kung Fu Panda. But it's, um, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. I love that quote from a cartoon. Granted, like I say, it probably is an actual quote from a Zen text or something where they got it from, but it's a great quote. I heard it from Kung Fu Panda. But anyway, um, so I got back to my center, and then the next thing is is realizing, okay, what am I going to do in this present moment? And you know, if, you, if I have to work, I'm going to go to work, of course. But the thing is, when you get when you're done with the things you're like you're obligated to do, like go to work to pay bills, then you say, well, what can I do more than that? I can sit on the couch and get, watch The Office for the 500th time, and which is just a way of wasting your life. There's nothing you're not getting anything from binge watching a show you've already seen. Let, I mean, binge watching a show in general isn't probably a great way to spend your life on this planet, this beautiful planet. But if it's a show you've never seen and it's a good show, like I love the first True Detective series, like if you're something you're really into, okay, you can do that. But don't spend your whole life doing that. But if you've already seen the show, especially a hundred times, then you are just wasting your life. So instead of that, what I do is I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to pick my book up and make myself read. And these are things I did not feel like doing. I felt like staying in bed and binge watching The Office. And I did that for a day. You know, I mainly slept and the office was just background. But then you have to get yourself up and you have to pick yourself up and, and say, why, why? I could be, there was another thing I was thinking, like like a line, a line that's probably already been thought of, but a concept I was thinking for a song would be, have you ever been so afraid of death you want to kill yourself? Because it's such a um, paradoxical thing that, you know, that the idea of death makes me afraid to live. It's like, no, that's that's what life is. Life is the flowing of the blood through your veins. Be in the moment and love every second and pick yourself up. And as soon as I started going to the gym and getting back into things, I started feeling better. And that's the thing. If you, you know, you might not want to go for that bike ride, but I promise when you get back from that, you'll feel 100 times better than you did if you sat and watched TV for those hours. So, and you you know, you feel like, well, I'm just going to go sit at the bar and pound beers. That doesn't help at all either, because then you're carrying on. It might help that day, but the next day you're going to wake up with the same feeling and end up back, back at the same bar, and then it becomes repetition. You're just stuck in a cycle of depression. So how you break that cycle is say, I'm not going to go sit and drink these beers. I'm going to take, you know, experience this hangover and have to deal with it by going for a run and doing things that I'm not feeling like doing. And then you pick yourself up out of that hole. And um, another thing I did, which I think is a, a great way to get yourself out of, you know, the, or to get yourself back into the present moment is I booked a float. We have a float center here in Fort Myers. It's called Cloud Nine. But whatever city you live in, there's there's usually float centers or somewhere close to you. If you live out in the country, you'd have to go to the nearest city. But um, there's float centers, and what it is is a sensory, sensory deprivation chamber. And you sit inside the complete darkness, complete silence for an hour, and you float. You're weightless, just laying in nothingness. And it really pulls you into the present moment, and it's a powerful psychedelic experience without using drugs. And for me, when I get in these sort of depressed states, I do try to avoid... Some people will say, well, maybe it's time for a big dose of mushrooms. Well, for me... I think that's a dangerous way for me. Everybody's different. For some people, it might knock them out of their depression. For me, it might knock me into a worse state of, of spiral. 
where I'm spiraling towards. Now I'm drinking more and other things. So for me, doing a sober trip, which is what the sensory deprivation chamber is, is a better method for me, personally, to get into that experience. So I I actually um, recorded the phone call where I booked the from Cloud9 Float Center. Yes, I'm calling to see if I could book something for this coming week. Have you floated with us before? Yes, I have. Okay. Oh, I see you there, Aaron. And uh, it was that easy. You know, book something, call and make an appointment. Then you're going to go because you have that appointment. Whatever it is, make plans. I scheduled a float for Wednesday. And my point in all this is for the uh, psychedelics, for this week's psychedelic spirit, is that sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we lose our center it's important that we keep a roadmap. Something that's personal to ourselves, something f- that for us, for me, I know what my roadmap is. You know, it's floats, gym, meditation, and lists. I love lists. Um, I feel like I'm saying it weird, lists. Um, I make lists of things that I need to do, things that I'm behind on, because all that stuff starts to pile up and you start feeling like, now I'm just, I don't feel like doing any of it because it's too heavy, right? It becomes an insurmountable mountain. But if you just think about each place as one separate place to walk to, then getting to the top is that that um, old adage, uh, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, all that. Oh, there's another, uh, another song, since I'm kind of using song lyrics in this one. Uh, the White Stripes have a song called Little Acorns, and it starts with um, like a self-help book on tape that they sample. And it's just like this girl that was, you know, had lost somebody in her family or something, got divorced, lost her house, lost all these things in her life and just had nothing. And she's like, she watched a squirrel carrying acorns, one acorn at a time, getting ready for the winter. And she's like, "If, if that squirrel can, you know, save each acorn and put it all up there to make it through this winter, then I can make it through my winter. If I just take all my problems and put them in like a little box like they were little acorns and carried them one at a time and fixed them one at a time. And for the White Stripes, it was they were just making a funny a funny little thing about it. I'm not making fun of it, but just he starts, uh, Jack White starts singing, Be like the squirrel, girl. Be like the squirrel. Oh, 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 oh. Give it a whirl, girl. Be like the squirrel. So it's a funny song. It's a, it's a, it's a, I love that album. It's on Elephant. But it is a, a cool analogy. You take the things that are bothering you and the things that worry you, and you one at a time, you try to solve them. And that's what this week's short but sweet Sunday Psychedelic Spirit is about. It's about depression. Also being open about your depression, talking about your depression. This right here, me talking to people that are just out into the world that I can't even see, but just me sitting here talking about it, being open about depression. I think everybody needs to be more open about it because we try to all act like everything's perfectly fine and we're in a good place when I think a, a lot of us have more anxiety and depression than we let on. And I think it's important to just be open about it. And we can, you know, I think when I hear other people talk about their depression, I heard Duncan Trussell, he talked about getting on a bicycle and how much happier you feel on a bicycle than if you sat on the couch. Um, so I did borrow that little part from him. But that when I heard him say that, it's that helped me. So I want to say the same things for you, for people out there listening. If you're having a day and you just feel like being depressed, and I think it's okay to have a day or two to just be depressed, you can do that. You can stay in bed, but 
it's going to continue to, you're going to stay in that cycle of depression until you make yourself get up and go for that bike ride. And so, and you don't, you're not going to feel like it. You're going to be like, I'd much rather just stay right here. But once you do it, you're going to feel better. So I'm going to end this week's short but sweet psychedelic spirit with a quote. And this one's from the Hindu book, Bhagavad Gita. Death is as sure for that which is born as birth is for that which is dead. Therefore, grieve not for what is inevitable. All right, peace next. That's all for this week. I hope it wasn't too depressing with the talk about death, but the idea is that there is with positive energies and negative energies that we find us in the center. And that quote is that death is nothing but a rebirth. And that could be into whatever life you believe, whether it's heaven and Christianity, or it's reincarnation with Buddhism, whatever it is that you believe, your rebirth is as guaranteed as your death. But the idea is for us to live in this moment, live in the present moment, experience our life as full and as happy as we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Peace out.